Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to Rabble Extra on Tuesday. My name's Brian, and alongside me tonight, we have Craig and Ross. How are you doing, boys? Mate, I'm good. I kind of forgot how bad that intro is because I've been after a few days. That was really, <laughs> really bad. It's really poor. We need to get that sorted. But apart from that, pretty good. Craig, recovered from the weekend? We're going to talk about it. I'm all good, mate. All good. <laughs> So, guys, obviously, we had the Rangers Bayer Leverkusen game on Saturday, which was the friendly before, obviously, the the big game on Thursday. Ross, um, I know Michael Beale said pre-match that not to really take much too much attention to his selections as far as starting. A um, couple of interesting startings, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Uh... Matondo starting essentially as a second striker with Kent floating in between. I thought that was a bit different. Something that we've obviously not seen before. It's been wingers hugging the touchline. Our good friend Nicholas in the comments for the South Wales Loyals. He'll be very interested if we're looking at Matondo maybe getting more minutes. I thought Adam Devine looked very accomplished at left back. And I think it was interesting after that when Michael Beale came out at the press conference and said that they had utilised John Flanagan very effectively as a right-footed left-back during the time here. Um, so maybe with Yilmaz being injured and Barisic just about to get locked, locked right out of the World Cup, our silver tail, um, maybe Divine will get a chance to stake a claim there, which would be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, Craig, I've always I've always liked a right foot on the right and a left foot on the left, but we have, as Ross has just said, you know, utilised a right foot at left back. 
I don't think it's very common that a left back plays right back. I think it's more predominantly the right back plays left. But I suppose it adds a, another string to Adam Devine's sort of bow as such. You know, you can you know if if he's if he's versatile in two places, then it it, it gives us another option, doesn't it? Yeah, it's only good for him. It's only good for the team. I was saying to Ross beforehand that there was one bit I caught up the game. I didn't see the game live, um, so I caught the game up the last few days. Um, and I saw there was a point in the second half where the ball went out wide to him and you just wanted him to whip it in left-footed. And obviously that's not his not his natural foot, so he sort of scuffed it and you sort of wanting it. But he's only going to improve in that. He'll, he'll play, hopefully, the next couple of games at, in that position because obviously ball is going to be away for still a little while. Um, Yilmaz isn't, isn't anywhere near returning by the looks of it. So it's his place, his place to put down at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I was actually thinking... Obviously, Argentina are 2 0 up in the semi. I was kind of thinking, well, that'll be Barisic coming home early. But of course, there's the third, fourth playoff game. So that's that's that idea totally binned. But I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure how to take Leverkusen at the weekend, Ross. I wasn't sure sort of how they would set up or how they, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if they had any players at the World Cup. I don't really know much about Leverkusen now since we played them a couple of years ago, three years ago. Were you as surprised as me as the sort of the scoreline that it ended? As in, you know, it was quite comfortable, the scoreline? Mate, it obviously is good for our confidence to go and get a, a result like that against what is a top German team. But I think Bill done well to kind of pour water on that fire excitement to say, look, they are weeks behind us on their return. I believe the German league doesn't start back for an hour near enough into the new year. I so they, they, are, they, they have the winter shut down in January anyway, don't they? Yeah, so they are miles behind uh, where we are. Um, but listen, you can only beat who's in front of you. That Leverkusen team, these headphones are honestly going to get stored right <laughs> out the window. Um, that Leverkusen team would give your, your Ross Counties, St Mirren, St Johnson's, a, a tough game and we dispatched them with relative ease, Brian. So mm. I think the, the players looked engaged. They looked as if for the first time in a year they're buying what the manager's selling. Um, <laughs> and the fact that we are getting that sort of reaction for the players speaks volumes because we've not had that, let's be honest, but uh, Van Bronckhurst got a new manager bounce uh, for a couple of weeks and then it went very, very drab. So hopefully the players buy into it for, um, for a bit longer this time and, and we can really go. As I said before, Brian, nine points. Nine points in the league is not by any means an unassailable lead, um, especially with three old firm games to Ibrox to go. So... If we can keep that new manager bounce going and the players buy into what he's selling, then this league isn't finished. Um, would, and would you and have, would you have agreed that if the current well the ex management team had remained remained in place, that nine point lead was unassailable? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, Van Bronckhurst wasn't getting a tune at the players at all, was he? He wasn't. We never had. We, 
fuck, fuck my life. We never, we used to speak about playing with a handbrake on, right? But what we were trying to shoehorn players into Van Bronckhorst's philosophy. Uh, I think a lot of these players work best when they're given a bit of creative freedom. The likes of your Tabs, your Bournemouth, your Kents, Marek Tillman, uh, players like that who want to get move about and make space. Craig, I was on here talking to you for about 20 minutes and it never done that once. As soon as we come on, it's like, fucking shut your mouth, stupid. And it's just right to shut me up. Um, I, I reckon that the players are going to enjoy that bit more freedom. Uh, and I, I like it like a gang. I spoke about it when Martindale was linked. His team play like a gang. I like, I like us hunting in packs. Everybody all fighting for each other and having that kind of gang mentality. I like all that in a team. Uh, and and it's about now promoting that change of philosophy and also getting the players fit enough that they can they can do that chasing and harrying for a full ninety minutes. Yeah. I'll ask you both, but I'll come to Craig first. The one thing I did see about, well, I don't know if it's a confirmed story or not, but I did read that uh, Adam Devine wasn't too complimentary, could we say, about the ex-management team. I read that on online, Craig. Um, first player I've seen come out and dig him out, basically, and say wasn't, you know, nobody was enjoying it. I mean... It's it's very unusual for sort of Rangers players to come out and dig an ex manager. It's not it's not a, it's not a common thing, is it? No, it's sort of the the thing that you do see at other clubs quite often, but you don't really see it at Rangers. They sort of have a bit more standards and class than sort of digging out the ex manager. Now a lot of them did tend to ignore Geo's goodbye post. There was only a couple that I think liked it and sort of shared it. So that that speaks volumes in itself. But it's kind of the if you've got nothing kind to say, don't say anything yeah. mentality rather than digging him out. Um, I don't I don't really blame Devine in that respect because yeah. he must be thinking, Jesus, Tav's a walking wounded man and I can't get even a run out against Dundee or Ross County or, or any team he's, he's putting Tav in. So obviously he doesn't, he doesn't trust me, doesn't like me, doesn't rate me. And obviously yeah. he then comes in under B or one game playing out of position, but plays plays reasonably well for, for somebody who's really young and, and yes, he's a defender. Yes, he's going to have the basics of knowing how to play full-back, but it's completely different playing one side to the other. I'm sure you mentioned John Flanagan. He started as a right-back. It would have taken him quite a, quite a, a few years to get used to playing get used to playing out, out of position. Um, Phil Neville was probably the similar when he played right and left-back, Denny Serwin. It takes time when it's not your natural, your natural spot. Um, but yeah, it's not normally what we see, but I don't really blame it. No, I think <clears throat> I'm, I'm actually surprised, Ross, there was only one that's come out and said anything negative about Gio, you know, since he's left. And I wasn't, I wouldn't have been at all surprised if there was more, because as you said, since the, since the cup final in Spain, there's the drop off in the team has been quite obvious. You know, this season, um, I'm just surprised that the Moore hasn't come out and said something than just young Divine. I think it comes down to professionalism, right? I think that Divine's maybe a wee bit wet behind the ears and doesn't he feel as if he's got the responsibility and that he's maybe 
a wee bit young and a wee bit naive to come out and, and criticise publicly. Um, as Craig says, the the fact that he put up a big goodbye post and very few of the first team um, interacted with it in any way. Usually when you see gaffers leaving, you get all over Instagram, every player will put up a picture and really enjoyed working with you. I think their actions spoke louder than words ever could. There wasn't many who made a public viewing of, look, really sorry to see you go, you really helped me, and blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. the, the usual stick that you get. And listen, I, as soon as they left and Bill came back in, I renewed my RTV subscription. Because I, I get that, mate. Michael Beale speaks, I want to listen because the guy oozes football, oozes passion, oozes class. He wants to let you know what's expected. He's no scared to dig people out. He's also no scared to to tell you what he thinks is no. Um, whereas when Van Bronckhurst was the manager, we spoke about it on here often enough, I was... I wouldn't have watched his interview if he was saying it in my kitchen. I would have shut the living room door. <laughs> hey, just to come back at you, Cami, um, Borna won't be back on Monday. He has, at the very worst, he'll have the third and fourth place playoff on the 17th, I believe. So he's away for the foreseeable till next. Well, I, I would imagine he'll be back at the weekend next. Um is it, is it Friday the, the same as? Saturday is the third and fourth place playoff. Saturday, yeah. So he may, he'll be back and training them. Well, he'll probably get a break. I, I would imagine he'll get a break, actually, Craig, won't he? He'll get maybe time off. But he hasn't he hasn't played many minutes. I was very... Martin's word was vehemently, vehemently against that idea when I was on here the other night. Um, my argument was it's not like he's played 60 games of the season, then had a 10-week or six-week World Cup in the summer. He's played probably 15, 20 games and played two or three games in the World Cup. He he really, apart from apart from having a couple of days to get over sort of jet lag from being away for so long, he should be pretty raring to go. Pretty raring to go. I, I've seen people say, oh, he'll get a week or two off for me. No, he should not be getting any, any real time off. He should be raring to go, really. Uh, he probably won't. He'll probably be wanting just to get back and playing under Beal, Ross, yeah. you know, he, he's, if it was, if it was the other way around, if the old management team were in place, I think you would have seen him maybe saying, oh, I need a, a week or two extra off, you know, but I think he'll be, as Craig's just said, you know, he'll be raring to get back in and wanting to keep his place, obviously. Well, under Van Bronckhurst, he was the first name on the team sheet in the left-back berth. You've had a £5 million player sitting getting splinters in his hoop. Um, not able to go on the field because Barisic was Van Bronckhorst's choice. Barisic will want to get back and and get back in there. It's, yeah. I know, I know it's only a friendly, but the boy Divine has. If everybody hits the like button as much as I hit the mute button on these headphones, by the way, this will be a record podcast for us. <laughs> um, the boy Divine's came in and and looked very competent at left back, so. He starts on Thursday night at left back, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless unless something changes and we go maybe with if Golden and Davies are back fit, do they two slot in at centre half and maybe King moves out, but I don't know that King's got the Yeah. 
the athleticism that we would be looking for to play at left back. It will be very interesting um, to see, but Barisic will want to get back, especially before Yilmaz gets fit. He'll want to get back in and stake that place because I watched the game at the weekend and I think I put in the group chat um, Yilmaz in that formation where that much on the left wing is a tasty thought. It really is. It's a tastier thought than that bot that's in the chat then trying to get everybody signed up to dirty websites. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the, the admins will do their work there. So I suppose we'll we'll quickly go over the Leverkusen game. Um nice to see Tillman getting a you know a starring role, Craig. He's been Out, played out of position, maligned. You know, he's not had a great time of it so far. But it was nice to see him getting two two different sort of goals. One from a corner, especially, which I was totally amazed at. Yeah, I think I say I watched the game back over over the weekend and see it live. Um, I, I thankfully then I could rewatch the rewatch the two goals and sort of skip back. And one thing I did notice was it's been a long time since Tav's put a ball in like that for the first goal. Sort of it's not hit and hope into the box. It's very near post, whip it in, one touch, whip it. Um, really, really impressed by that. Tillman's finish was was brilliant. Second goal, similar. I was like, when I saw we'd scored from a corner, I was like, what? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, has, what has happened for us to score from a corner? Um, but yeah, so I think it was just a, Ross said before, it was just, a, like, just like a different team. I think there's, I think Brian, there's probably a bit of meat in the bones of the comment that it makes a difference having a qualified coach lining up for set pieces rather than the old goalie coach's boy who's got a job through nepotism, who is a goalie coach who was taking the set pieces. Yeah, I think there's pro- there, that things can only get better than that. To be honest, yeah, definitely. I mean, you if 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 you're if you're going to get any good at Set pieces, Craig. You want a guy that's dedicated to it. You don't want somebody that's got a job with the club already, but that's not his specialty. I mean, that's that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, you want somebody that's there. You want somebody that's not shoehorned into that role, and it's kind of like, well, we haven't really got anyone for that job. So we'll, you're quite good at the job you do, so we'll give it you as well. Um, we don't want that. We want someone who, um, I mean, is it Harry? Is it Harry Watling, the chap who's taken over the set yeah. pieces? Um, really impressed by what I've seen of him so far. Um, comes across well on the training ground. So if that's if that's the impact he's had after seven or eight training sessions, I'd like to see what sort of three or four months. Because um, we're not going to have, apart from the odd cup game, we're not really going to have midweek games to to sort of break that up. They're going to have a lot of time, a lot of time on the training pitch. Yeah. Uh, one comment I'll bring up, Ross, that I brought up in the group chat the day is this young Chelsea left back that we've been linked with. I had never heard of him. Don't know anything about him. The only alarm bell that I seen was that he's had a couple of years of injury nightmare, and I thought, well, that's that's the last thing we need, is considering our injury list already. Um, are either the two years able to shed any light on this young lad? Don't know anything about him, mate. But again, if if you've got if you've got a team like Chelsea, the way they stockpile the best young players, Chelsea's, Man City's, Man United's, 
a boy who is playing at under 18s level, Brian, they're, they're growing, their muscles are stretching, they're probably in that transition be- period between being a juvenile and becoming a man. Mm-hmm. Their testosterone levels are massively all over the place. I know myself, Sandra went up to Perth at five foot four or something and came back six foot six and a big hairy bastard. <laughs> and that's just what that is, mate. It's the testosterone that gone from playing football part-time to playing full-time and they're in gyms and they're eating properly and there's a lot of changes going in a, a guy's body when it comes to if he's, I'm going my finger's going to be like Popeye's arm by the end of this, it really is man. the repetitive strain in my right hand and no for the usual reason um, I, 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 I mate, they're the kind of players that I wouldn't mind us gambling on he's not going to be on major money he's obviously got something to have been picked up by Chelsea uh, at such a young age um, listen if you bring him in, have a look at him. If he looks decent, you sign him on a, a couple of year deal and, and see how he goes. See if he is going to be injury prone. You, you don't renew it. But at 18, um, I, I, did it not say on the post that it, it was through illness, injury and illness, as if it had something, yeah, not quite an injury, maybe something else underlying. Um, mm. So... Mate, I, I can't shed any light on the player, obviously. My football manager scouts have let me down on this one. He's never been recommended <laughs> to me. Um, but the fact that he's, he's good enough to play in their academy, mate, he seems to have played quite well in the game he trialled for us. So, listen, it, we can't slag anybody signing injured players, mate, because I noticed on Instagram today the Rangers rabble have signed a guy on crutches to sponsor his top, you know what I mean? So we must have got a cut price deal. The guy actually had Stone Cold Steve Austin's knee brace on while we were getting pictures with him. So listen, even the rabble are investing in the old... Even the, the rabble are investing in the, the, the old crops. So listen, as I say, at that age, injuries happen. He's mm-hmm. still forming between a boy and a man. So, yeah, Hi, Nicole. Uh, you Everybody. were speaking about Harry Watlin there, Craig. Um, I liked Harry Watlin's interview where he said that he likes to work with the younger age groups when he can. He said he'll work for the concentrate in the first team for now. I think his interview he said he was going to be eventually the go between between the youth team and the first team. As in, who he'll basically assess who's going to make the the jump ups effectively. That's that'll be that'll be an interesting role for him, won't it? I mean, that's that, that, again, that's another new sort of role that's uh, Michael Beals decided that he needs in in his backroom staff. Yeah, um, it kind of makes sense because you kind of want the whole philosophy that Ross Wilson's talked about in the past is. The, the youth team and the B team and the and the first team all play the same same sort of system, same philosophy. So if a player does move from B team to first team, it's not a massive jump of changing changing tactics. So you kind of want someone to be that go between to go. He'll fit the system that we want to play because he excels in the system at the moment. So it just ticks every box. And if he's got experience with doing that, or he'll gain experience by by doing it under Bill, then. It's only really a win-winner. It's also then going to be a win for the 
for the B team because if any players like Aleri are injured or Hadji injured, drop down to play a few games in the in the B team, they're going to know exactly what system they're playing, what what formation, what what they're expected to do because it's not going to be completely different to what they're already doing. Yeah, definitely. I'll throw this one to both of you. Uh, Big Dave, here's one for you boys. If we are taking Beal's first 11, Lundstrom, Jack, Kamara, Tillman, Lawrence, for three central midfield roles, who do you drop if everyone is fit? So I like this. I like this because the way Beal wants to play, we are going to play with one sitter. So you're talking... And from that list, you're talking, you're, you're talking Jack or Lundstrom. For me, becomes the pivot, the sitter. For me, there's nobody better when he's fit. I've said this before on here in British football than Ryan Jack at that role. Let your wing backs go forward, and he naturally covers. There's nobody better. All right. Um, so that becomes a choice between the two. You're there. You're then looking at your sitter. So you've got him doing the defensive part. You're then looking for your guy who's just going to get the ball and recycle it. That's where your Kamara comes in, maybe Lundstrom. Then you've got McBeal spoke at the weekend about the one who's going to break out of that three and get forward, who was Tillman. Mm-hmm. I know that he said at the weekend that if he he will try his best to sign Tillman, that to me frees up a Hadji or a Lawrence. Hadji probably moves on Hmm. because you don't need three players for that role. But also, if you've got Kent, honestly, you've got Kent and Matondo playing in behind a Cholak, Hadji and Lawrence can both move forward into there as well. So mm-hmm. rather than a four-three-three with two wingers, it becomes a four a four-three-three. Maybe a four-one-two-two-one. Yeah. Four-one-two-two-one. That me. Uh, math ain't mathing. I'd take them off. That'd be your wingers become tens uh, inside forwards and. Hadji, Lawrence, Matondo, Kent can all play there. So all of a sudden, you're playing to fit your players rather than trying to make your players fit a formation. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're finding a role. You're finding a role that suits players' abilities. You're building the team around the players rather than building the players around the formation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it. I think it'll be. It'll be interesting. I don't think we have a set 11 that you could say that's your best 11 I think it'll come down to see when you're playing FIFA or you're playing football manager and you're like oh, Hadji's looking a wee bit fatigued his green hearts nearly sitting on the yellow I'm going to need to rest him and you just bring Lawrence in there yeah. or starting to get annoyed Kent you look at Kent and Kent's maybe had a bad game for a couple of games you can bring him a tondo in you don't just play Kent because he's Ryan Kent and he costs £7 million and he's got to play every game. Yeah. That that changes the whole philosophy around our first team changes, I think, because McBeal is, I don't think he's going to play players based on reputation. I think he'll play the players that suit the game. 
that suit the opponent. That suit. I don't think we'll go into Champions League games under McBeal and trying trying set again, man. Again, the three hundred pound headphones don't know how to work them. Technophobe. Um, I I think I don't see McBeal gone and and just playing a boring formation against anybody. I think he he's got the that cultured imagination about him that he'll look at tactics and see how we can hurt teams rather than mm. just sitting back and worrying about Liverpool are going to date us or what any other team's going to date us. And I think in the past, I think in the past that's why Beal and Gerrard had Celtic's number because Celtic never, we went at Celtic, we played against Celtic as if they were Aberdeen or Dundee United or and, and went and hunted them down. We never sat off them. We've only scared of them. And that's the that's the difference. That's right, Craig. I mean, you're looking, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, you're looking at that first three names as the potential sitters, as Ross said. Then you're looking at sort of Tillman and Lawrence. That could play the inverted forwards as, as the same as Matondo and Kent. All of a sudden, you've got three players going for one position and then you've got those two plus the other two that's fit just now, four going for two. Suddenly, when you look at it like that, the midfield numbers are not quite as bad, whereas the old system, the numbers were really bad. And just to say, 3-0 Argentina, game over. Yeah, I, I think, similar to Ross said, I think you've got two players there for every position. Hmm. So you've got Lundstrom and Jack who can play the holding role. You've got Kamara and Lawrence who can play the left side of the three, winning the ball, doing a bit of the sort of ball uh, playmaker role. And then you've got Tillman and Hadji who can play the between the lines role or push on and be a number, be an inside number 10 if Kent has had a bad few games or he's, or he's not not struggling. We're not we're not going to be in a position where we're having to play the same players every every game because they're the only player that can play in that position. Bill will, I think, he'll do what Gio made out originally he would do, which was adapt to each team. But where has he adapted to each team and reacted to what they were going to do to us? I think Bill will adapt and he will put our philosophy onto the onto the opponents. So he will go against, play against Ross County and he might play Lundstrom, Tillman, Lawrence. But then against Celtic, he might play Jack, Kamara and Hadji. So he will adapt it. It won't be a case where where the midfielders are playing 40, 50 games a season. I think there's going to be quite a lot of rotation, which which hopefully will be a good thing. I think as well that'll that'll stop the burnout of players and you know guys like Tavernier and Lundstrom, you know, playing playing with injuries. Because yeah. I think that was a big criticism, Ross, you know, towards the end of Gio's tenure. There was clearly players playing with injuries, but they carried on playing. Again, Brian, the biggest problem we had was we loaned out the boys, the Zorowski or the Count. We loaned him and left ourselves with literally Tav to play there. Devine wasn't trusted. Now, Mick Beals went in, gave Devine a shot at left back. So to me, the, the performance he put in, that puts him right in the frame. See if you're playing a you're playing a game midweek and then you're coming to play a St Myrna or a Dundee United maybe now we, maybe now Tav becomes one of the guys who can 
get a rest every night. I'm genuinely, genuinely going to end up throwing these headphones right out the window, but I'm going to be wearing them at the time. Just dive deep <laughs> first right through. Uh, I see all the troops want to do a crowdfund me, but listen, they're, they're very expensive headphones. I just don't know how to work them. All right? You're going to get that... the instruction manual out. Well, Brian, I'm a man, so what did I do with the instructions? Never even took never even took them out of the box, mate. What happened was I ordered headphones for work. They sent me two pairs, so it was a case I get these ones out of the work. So when I'm working from home, aka podcast, then I can use them. So I'm gonna to need to wait till I go back to work and, and get the instructions with the other ones. So it's <laughs> listen, it's probably best for everyone because they're definitely trying to shut me up. <laughs> uh, just on this sort of comment from Matt Gunner, um, if you haven't seen this assist from Messi, then you really have to. It's a thing of beauty. Hard work, perseverance. He yeah. absolutely, he absolutely pulled Soros' pants down, didn't he? That was uh, Garvidal, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's regarded absolutely. as a sixty million pound cent and a half. So, Aye, Messi, Messi is too good, mate. Yeah, he's he's um, almost. I think he's almost going to do a Maradona did in '86, carry the Argentina to the World Cup. Looks like I, it. I was listening to the fountain of knowledge that is uh, Slaney on the Open Goal podcast this week, um, and he was talking about, him and Cy Ferry were talking about how Ronaldo, as he gets to the end of his career, is essentially taking a massive shit on any bit of legacy that he's left. Yeah. He's absolutely gubbed his legacy at Man U's actions. He's now... Went to his national team, took them to a World Cup and acted like a big baby. Ended up falling out with the manager. And and at the same time, the wee man's just all about the team, isn't he? He's just all about the team. He just loves playing football. And um, this tournament, if anybody, that you get some people that are a bit special that thought Ronaldo was better than Messi. So um, no, there's just no way. Now. There's just no way. Uh, no, you just and I hope he it. does. I hope he does go to win it. And saying that, I have got France in the world. Uh, if France, if France come through in the world sweep, I'm gonna just buy cheap headphones, mate. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, so, going on to the end of the Leverkusen game, Craig, um, Arfield chipped in with a goal at the end. Um, I think somebody said in the comments there, where if I find it that Mike McBeal will use, here we go, from William, um, he will make use of the full five subs, whereas, as we know, Gio was very, <laughs> very reluctant to make subs at any point, and even though there was guys, you know, blowing out their backsides, he just wouldn't use the subs, and for the life of me, I never understood it, but Beal will certainly make use of them, won't he? Yeah, Beal will give players a chance. He'll he'll make the use of that. I'd be very surprised if there's games where we don't make for all the five subs at different points during the game, um, whether that's tactical, whether that's necessity because of injuries or players that players that are struggling. Um, yeah, I think he'll make use of that, and that's just because he understands the game. He understands the mentality in Scotland. He understands the physicality that it's not like playing in Holland or Spain where you can sort of it's slower paced, it's much more physical. Um, and he'll yeah, he'll just make use of it. 
and it will only benefit the players and the team overall, all being well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, your, your headphones are getting a paste. And, well, there was one that said, mate, get a YouTube tutorial. Mate, listen, I've been on to YouTube. It says that there is no manual, uh, there is no automatic mute. You guys are my witnesses. They're <laughs> muting me. They're muting me. I don't know if they've got a bullshit filter, uh, filter in them. Uh, I don't know if Seidenhauser or Epos, but Epos headphones, right? And I don't know whether maybe Elon Musk took the huff because I'm I've I've come out to Tesla for a wee while and I'm now trying to in our company. I don't know if that's what it is, but um, listen. Cole's got a little remote in the bath. That's what it is. <laughs> that's not for my headphones, but. <laughs> Every, every 20 seconds muting you. Um, can I just say to Curry in the comment, Curry, go do me a favour, go and message the Rangers Rabble Twitter page. Some of us had to... Some of us got bullied after Twitter, right? It's just not worth the hassle for me, right? Because I just end up biting at wee faceless virgins. Um, so if you wouldn't mind messaging the... Rangers Rabble page, mate, and Martin will give you a message on my behalf. He's even giving you advice. Okay. Look at this, free advice. And he's got a picture of my missus on his profile, look. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get into computer. Computer settings, there's a sensitivity sensitivity option on the headphones. There you go, see? Right, wait a look. minute. Right, I'm, getting, I'm getting taught. I'm getting taught. You find um, something new every day, don't you? You do. So you we do. move on, obviously, to Thursday night. It's the return of the SPL, Craig. Long awaited. It's been a, a, a fair a fair wait for us, considering the way we finished it. Lots changed. How are you expecting the game to go? Are you expecting, obviously, Rangers to comfortably win, marginally win, or do you see it as a you know, a, you know, a bit iffy, or it, it all depends on who's starting, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the crowd will play a big part. I think the crowd will be really up for it. I think if Gio was still manager, the atmosphere would probably be similar to what it was before the mm. before the break. I think Beal there, I think picked up a bit on Saturday. You now, granted, Saturday wasn't a wasn't a, a full house, um, but you could tell the atmosphere was was massively different. It will depend on who's starting. I can't see anything more than a Rangers comfortable win. I think we will. I think Beal will try to blow Hibs out the park first 20, 30 minutes. I think he'll really want to put a stamp on the game and put a stamp back on the league. Um, I'll, to be honest, whoever starts, I think we've got enough that we should we should comfortably, comfortably beat Hibs um, nine times out of ten. And that, that's what I'm going for Thursday. Are you agreeing with that, Ross? Is your headphones setting sorted? Mate, I was trying to go through it there, but I'm going to, once Curry messages the rabble and gets the message, I'll be able to speak to him uh, <laughs> privately on this matter. Uh, I've seen somebody there putting on about um, Elon Musk buying Rangers, and I just my head just exploded, Brian. Everybody knows that I am an Elon Musk fanboy. Um, but Listen, um, 
I don't know how I'm going to get these headphones to work. I, I was that busy. I was clicking on and off settings, Brian. I have even heard the question. So I'm waffling a wee bit. But if you feel like asking me again, then I'll 100% <laughs> try my best answer. <laughs> how do you feel the game will go on Thursday? Obviously, you know, as, as Craig just said, the, the atmosphere, it wasn't obviously a full house on Saturday, but the atmosphere was there, which was something that's lacked for a long time. Obviously, it'll be a, I would imagine it'll be a full house on Thursday. Um, you know, do you how do you envisage the game going basically? I think it um Michael McBeal, Michael Beal, do we need to call him Michael now because Mick sounds a bit timmy? Yeah, we need to call him I Michael. Thought, yeah, I um, fell in that trap. I think Michael, uh, the gaffer, the senior, I think he'll set a team up to go and attack Hibs. And if Rangers play against Hibs, the Rangers way. 98 times out of 100 Rangers win because Rangers have got better football players than Hibs. The the thing for me with Gio was we respected these teams too much. We never went and hunted them down. We never went and made them make mistakes in their own third, uh, their own defensive third. And we've got the players to any any. It's actually a double dunking me now. I'm pressing for it to unmute and it's just muting me instantly. Like, honestly, it's, it's really annoying me. But um, aye, we've got the players to go and hurt teams, mate. We spoke about the attacking prowess we've got. You've got Tillman, who wants to break out of the sitting three and score goals. Kent wants to score goals and create. Matondo, you've got Lawrence to come back. Hadji, you've got Morelos, Cholak. These are all These are all boys that want to score goals and create chances and get forward. Now, if you've got players of a level of a Hibs or an Aberdeen or whatever, and you're hemming them in and making them make mistakes, then it goes goes without saying that that then brings an air of anticipation for the fans as well, which the, the fans feed after the players and the players feed after the fans. Yeah. I've spoke on... Fuck this, man. I've spoken on here before about us coming on today pre-match reaction on games and you take one look at the team sheet and us sitting as fans were like, this is going to be turgid. That was the word, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Turgid. It mm-hmm. came from nowhere and kind of stuck with us throughout the geo tenure. So I think if the fans get there and they see a team that they know is going to be attacking, they can see it. That excitement builds and then the the players can then feed off that in the warm-up mm-hmm. and then we start the game quick, maybe go for an early goal. We never scored a lot of early goals under Gio Lira. It was a lot of drab first-half performances. So I think that there's a lot of... I think that, that the fans will feed off the players, the players will feed off the fans and that all starts by the manager's pre-match interview, getting you buzzing, you know that the players are up for it, you know you know that they're loving the manager are going to be up for it and the only thing that's not up for it is these headphones. These headphones are not up for it under any circumstance. Thank you for the 179 Super Chat Beep Bop Boop. Best name say on that the properly. The best name. Uh, oh, it's noise. Missed it. Would you sign Lyndon Dykes? Would you sign him? Has Craig went all CFC Mick on us? No, he's blinking. 
I didn't know if you were asking Ross or me. I was asking you, sorry. Oh. Um, personally, I wouldn't, but I could see Beal, if he had him at QPR, I could see Beal maybe taking a punt on him. Maybe not in January, maybe in the summer. Because hmm. he obviously would see something in him. Was he there? He was there at QPR already, wasn't he? Yeah. So it's not like Beal bought him, yeah. So, But if Beal's worked with him, if he thinks he could do a job, and obviously he knows him from when he was up in Scotland and, and Dykes was up there, Str- stranger things stranger things have and probably will happen. So, who knows? Ross, would you? Um, mate, I think like Lyndon Dykes is a useful player, but I think he's a worth of, of Morelos. He's a he's physical plus obviously Xander was was at Queen of the South and he's he's a big snake, so listen, he's not a type of person you want when about your missus, for that way. And also thank you, Brian Howe, for the super sticker ten pounds. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we've I see a couple of I see one or two comments about Porteous, but I think we've covered that quite heavily, so we'll We'll dodge that one. Um, I don't want to go over old ground, as they say. Um, how do you envisage the team setting up, Craig? I mean, Geos, as, as I said there, you know, just before, with the with the with the four one four one that he's potentially going to go with, it suddenly frees up a you know an attacking midfielder to go more advanced than with Geo with the two sitting. Um, it. It gives him more options, but you know it's it's a selection headache as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think he will go. I think not, I don't think he'll go in necessarily four one four one. I think similar to what Ross said, he'll go four one two two one sort of. Yeah, yeah. Very very fluid um, with the two players, Kent Matondo, Sakala, whoever he is playing more in in unison with the striker rather than hogging the hogging the touchline that you know like they have been under Geo. Um I think similar team to Saturday, maybe Lundstrom coming in. Um but I wouldn't be surprised to see Kamara Kamara getting a big um a, a new lease of life under Beale, obviously knowing him from yeah. when he was when he was there before. From what I saw of the game, um Kamara was pretty steady Eddie, but a lot better than he than he was under Geo when he was sort of shoehorned into to playing and he did, didn't look didn't look, didn't even look worth fifty grand, as the as the song goes. No, definitely not. Brian, can you ask Craig what the is over his right shoulder? What's what that orange thing? Oh, that's Thor's hammer. That's a three D. That's a three D print, and the and Thor's hammer's behind it. So uh, that answers the question. If he means the over the other side, it's the Iron Man hand. Oh, but I'm a bit of a bit of a Marvel geek. There you go, Curry. He's a bit of a Marvel geek. So that cut that uh, clears that up. This is this is interesting as well, Ross. You know, four three three high press. I think the four three three can be very flexible. I think certainly certainly there'll be the striker up top, obviously, but the other the other five or sorry four at like a advanced midfielders because obviously there's going to be one sitting one striker. So the other four are going to be quite flexible, aren't they? I think so. Um, the fact that he started with two up top and Kent in behind at the weekend is interesting. Um, is that something 
that he's looking at could we see Alfredo and Cholak with somebody behind him? Is that something that we could see? Um, listen, I, I've been very, very open on here with my thoughts. There's everybody's favourite. Everybody's favourite. Everybody's favourite token Tim in making noise because we're talking about the Rangers again. Um, I, I, I think Cholak is the best striker at the club. I've been quite open when I say that. I think he's he's better than Morelos. He'll score more goals than Morelos. But if there's a way to get the two of them in, is is that I'm not averse to the two of them playing. Um, but at the weekend, I think you uh, at the weekend. Sorry, on Thursday night, I think you see Cholak up top with Kent and possibly Tillman. And behind them is tense with Kamara, Jack, and A and other. Um, what I do think as well about McBeal is once we start getting a 2 3 0 lead against teams, you'll see the likes of your Lowry's and your Charlie McCann's getting game time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Harry Watlands is to get these boys mentally in a place where they can expect to get game time and they're ready to take that step in. I think that that's the beauty of having a guy who is essentially the link between your youth team and your... I, I believe he said he works with the midfielders as well, mm-hmm. predominantly, which looking at the mid, the midfielders we've got coming through from the B team, your Charlie McCann, your Alex Lowry, that's, that's where a lot of your B team success and pathway is between that and forwards. We look at Lovelace and Ewer and, and players of that ilk as well. So it's a really exciting time to be a Rangers fan and I'm very happy that I was Team McBeal right from the very start because there's a few fans with egg on their face, human omelettes already uh, after after a game and a, and a bit of um, training and interviews, mate. I think this guy's going to be cracking for us, Brian. I really do. Yeah. I mean, Craig, there's there's the option of Cholak or Morelos. Um, as, as Ross says, there's that we've never had the two of them up front before. Do you envisage, do you envisage seeing it happening under Beal? Um, possibly. I think, I can't remember who it was I listened to the other day. Somebody said, made a good point that Cholak... Is very much a number nine, whereas Morelos could play nine or could play as an inverted ten. Hmm. So then that might be how I don't. I don't see him playing the two up top nine ten sort of old old style four four two. Yeah, I think if he's going to play the two of them, he'll play like maybe Morelos Kent behind Cholak and sort of not out wide, not sort of hogging the touchline, but. Yeah. And then Morelos and Cholak, because Cholak, similar to what Morelos used to do, you do see Cholak drift out wide quite a lot. And he, you sort of think you should be the one in the box on the end of these sort of crosses. So maybe him and him and Kent and Morelos can sort of be very fluid and, and swap roles like, like we do see. Um, and hopefully that gives the likes of Kent the opportunity to get some more goals, which is what he should, he should be doing. But, I agree with Ross. Cholak, for me, is, is the best striker at the club. 
Um, the key when fit, you'd probably say Roof would rival him, but Cholak's head and shoulders above. Yeah. Well, does this does this worry you, Ross? Then. Well, yeah, probably, probably Morelos, probably Morelos. He says Herd Cholak doesn't fit Beal's system. Now you're a tactical man, Ross. You play football manager. You like, <laughs> you like your you like to talk tactics. Is it does 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 Cholak fit Beal's system? What is the Beal system? I've touched the on a spiel there a wee minute ago about how I, I believe Beal will change depending on other team setups and other teams. The way other teams are going to play against us. So I don't see, I see a lot of people quite down on Cholak's link up and his ability to hold the ball up. I don't really see that, Brian. I think if a lot of the goals we've seen this season, Cholak's dropped deep, got the ball, played it out wide, and then been back. And Cholak's got the fitness to do that. I don't see that hunger and desire. I think Morelos has ran his race in a Rangers jersey. I think it's best for club and him to have a fresh start. If we can get a couple of quid for him in January, I would take it. I don't see a club prepared to pay upwards, upwards of a mil- for a player who has not looked interested for the past 12 months. Um, but if we can get money from him, I would take it. But I'm, I'm quite I'm quite on that. I'm on the fence about the Kent bring. I think that I looked over Kent's stats over his four and a half years he's been here. And he's only scored something like 26 goals. Now, I look across the city and I know, know that we don't, I know that we don't like to compare ourselves to, to them because there is no comparison. Only one city is washed and I know that because I love everyone. Um, for me, Abada, Yota, Giacomakis, they're all goal scorers. Mm. Even back to Carl McGregor, David Tumble scored goals for them. Juranovic has scored goals for them, even though he said his pants pulled down well and truly today. Um, for me, if Kent's looking for 30 grand a week, could we go into the free transfer market or for somebody 30 who would consistently deliver his more goals and assists? Because um, even under Gerard and Beal before, Kent plays really well, but his numbers are no great. He's not going to score you. You're not going to win 3-2 and Kent scores two goals in the game. and That that just doesn't seem to happen with the boy. I think for the money the two of them would be looking for, we can get better for that wage. And I don't mean that on Morelos as a player. Morelos, Morelos as a player... At top level, you would sign him again in a heartbeat. But mm-hmm. would you give Morelos, who's rumoured to be on roughly 30, 35 grand a week, the new, get into his prime years, maybe his last big long term contract? Um, if he's looking for a four year deal at 40, 40 a week, do we offer him that? Because over the course of that contract, you're looking at 8 million, 10 million quid over five years. 
I think there's better value to be had um, by going to the free transfers. But we brought in Tom Lawrence this year, who's going to be a cracker for us. Mm-hmm. There must be another winger in the English Championship who will offer us who will offer Rangers with the amount of chances and possession we take, who will offer us 15 goals a season. Yeah. Kent's not going to offer us that, Brian. Uh, and yeah. that for that reason alone, I would be looking at maybe getting rid of the two of them and spending that 60 grand a week on uh, a couple of free transfers who we can offer then 30 grand a week and get them in. I think the two of them are, I think the, the, the two of them look as if they've ran their race at Rangers and as if they've hit their ceiling and they're on the way down at us. Not saying they're finished as players, but at Rangers, I think they've, they've hit their ceiling and they're on the decline. Uh, just to let everybody know, that's Argentina 1 3 0 through the final. I'm think. I'm, when, was last time, when was the last time Argentina was in the final? Was it? Just to add to that, the ball just hit Modric in the face and actually stuck on his nose, bust it, bust the ball, <laughs> hitting that nose. <laughs> but I think, Craig, going back to the Morelos situation, I, I, I think I, I, I was kind of done with him after the Hibs sending off. Uh, that was when I kind of thought, no, you've... You, it's all about you now. It's you're 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 only thinking about yourself now. You're not really you're not really the team player that you were. You know, months a few months ago, um, his his bottom lip is well and truly hitting the floor because he's not first choice. Somebody else is in his position, um, and as Ross says, if 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 I was pick if I was if I was picking any of the two to keep, I would be picking Kent over Morelos simply because I think you can get. I personally think Kent is certainly more dependable in the sort of a disciplinary standings than Morelos. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, Craig, you might think otherwise. No, I agree. Um, I think Argentina, was it not 2014 they got to the final? I was thinking there was another time, but I just couldn't nail it down. Germany, <laughs> Germany beat them, sorry, Germany beat him extra time, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kent, for me... if. Up until Gio left, I was convinced Kent and Morelos will be out, out in summer. They won't be coming back. Beal coming in, Kent's the one that I think could maybe be maybe be convinced. I think he will flourish. Oh, I, I, I don't want to use the word flourish because I think that's not a very high ceiling for Kent the last year or so. But I think he'll do well under Beal. I think the way that he plays, Beal will get the best out of Kent the next four, five, six months, maybe that will be him also putting himself in the shot window and thinking, I, w- I want to get a move. But it wouldn't surprise me out of the two if, if Kent does does re-sign. I think it'll all depend on how how the next um, the next few months go. Um, Morelos, for me, the, the Hibs game again was was the point where the, the excuse of, oh, he's a young boy, come over to Scotland from Colombia, wherever he played before that, that excuse didn't wash anymore. No. He'd had a couple of years of no real disciplinary issues. But the last one was the Celtic away game before the Christmas where he, he dived and got sent off. Yeah. See, I need to add here because everybody forgets and says, 
Morelos has not had a red card in 18 months. He's had two three-match bans in that time given by the compliance officer. Mm-hmm. So Morelos, Morelos is a wonderful player. We've all seen it. But mm-hmm. I've seen people in the chat the night already saying, if Portis is playing for Hibs, we can't play Morelos because Portis gets under his skin. Portis is a diddy. I think we all agree that Portis, when he was getting linked with Rangers, I don't want him anywhere near Rangers. A, because he's an absolute arse, and B, because he's not the calibre of player or the calibre of person you want at Rangers. We're talking about, we're talking about a guy here who we're talking about 35, 40 grand a week, and you can't play him against a Diddy in case he gets sent off. That's, that, to me, is the biggest issue with Morelos. The start of the season, the Hibs game, he should have been chomping at the bit to come on, make his mark. So that was playing well. Comes on, we're down to ten men. He gets sent off for petulance. Van Bronckhorst says he's sat and done. And then, if you remember right, the next game was in Europe. We played against Napoli. Mm-hmm. He, he got a yellow card for descent, and then a couple of minutes later, he pulled somebody back with a shot and should have got a sent off again for petulance. And Van Bronckhorst ended up having to whip him off. So if you've been sorry, if you've been sat down by your manager, looked in the eye and told you need to grow up, and in the next game you go to the European stage and do two silly things in sixty minutes and have to get whipped off before you get sent off, is that worth thirty five grand a week? It's not worth it to me. No, there's no, there's no excuse. That's, just no, yet. that's that's Kent's stats so far this season: five assists, one goal. And the one goal was against Hearts, wasn't it? Yeah. In the last last, ten minute, men. last couple of minutes. Yeah. When, so the, when the game was done, yeah. Yeah. Now, so I would be interested, Brian, to see Yota, Abada. What are their stats for this season? They've probably scored as many goals as Kent's got assists. Yeah. yeah. And again... Each, probably each. You, you don't like comparing yourself to... Celtic, but at the end of the day, they're nine points clearers in the league. They're the barometer that we're chasing, and at the end of the day, they're winning games by the odd goal, and Yota's scoring two goals. Abada has absolutely haunted Bomber Barisic every time we've played them recently, coming in at a back post and scoring goals. So that's the that's the difference. See, for 30 grand a week, we've went and got Tom Long, so probably 20 grand a week. If we, yeah. play, him, if we play him in the Kent role, he'll give us more goals and assists than Ryan Kentwell for less yeah. money. So is there another Tom Lawrence if first scouting department and you'd like to think Mick Bale will be looking at the boy Willock that he's had at QPR who's at a contract at the end of the season? There's players out there in the English Championship. Yeah. Although they don't have a predisposition for Rangers or an affinity with the club, there's players that are going to give us a better return for our 30 grand a week. And I like Kent. Uh, as you know, when I first started on this podcast, I ranted and raved about how great he is. But again, I now look at the bigger picture and I see what's happening across the road and where they're getting all their goals. Uh, Kent's just no go at that. You never see him at the back post for a tap-in. He's always looking about the edge of the box. And under Bale and Gerrard, they, they couldn't train that into him. So I just don't see the how they got how it's going to change now. No. Okay, Craig, we're just, just past the hour, so we'll go for a little 
team prediction and then we'll go for a goal a score prediction and first scorer so if you can reel off your 11 that you think will start and then a first goal scorer and the score line McGregor Tavernier Sands King Divine I don't think Galton and Davies even if they're back in training will be back maybe on the bench but they won't be anywhere near fit enough to play um Lundstrom, Jack Kamara, and then Tillman, Kent, Cholak. Okay. Um, do you want my score prediction? Mm-hmm. Uh, 3-0 Rangers and Tavernier. First goal. Nice. Nice. Ross, any changes to that lineup? I don't I don't think he'll go. Jack Tillman Kamara, I think that's three of a three of a muchness. Um, but I'm trying to think who will go. The, the interesting one for me will be if I think if Ben Davies is fit, there's a chance he slots in and maybe Sand, Sand goes to left back. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. Maybe Sands at left back. Poss- possible. But listen, the boy Divine. Never put a foot wrong the other day, so does he deserve his crack at it after waiting all season? So there's a question right away. If mm-hmm. it, does Sands or King move out to left back just based on their experience in the league? And if I was picking a team, I would go Divine, left back, Tav right back, <coughs> Leon, Leon King, and then if Goldson or Davies are, are fit enough to play, get 60 minutes with them, they go in ahead of Sands. If no Sands plays, Jack sits, Kamara, and I think he'll play Tillman in that middle three again. Mm-hmm. I think he'll play Tillman in there. It's because in his press conference after the game, he did say, Malik has asked us to play further forward, but we feel as if He's better breaking out of the three. Um, so Kamara gives you that defensive bit, but not as defensive as Jack. So I think that they two cover if Tillman goes forward. I think then you're going to have Kent, Cholak. I think he might spring as a surprise, mate. I think Morelos might play behind Cholak with Kent. I think he might go with the two because he went with Matondo. Matondo and Cholak in that game at the weekend as to, as a striker and a sort of shadow striker. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing Cholak through the middle, there is no better shadow striker at our club than Alfredo Morelos would be linking up with Cholak. Mm-hmm. I think you might see the two of them together. I've got a sneaky suspicion. I think the score will... I was going to say 3-0 as well. Um, I'll go 3-1 just to be a wee bit different to Craig and get your money on a Malik Tillman opener mm-hmm. Nice, same as the weekend Same as the weekend Mate, I think I think the freedom that McBeal's going to offer Tillman he's not going to need to have that bit I've always complained about that he's not quite got the defensive head on I think Jack and Kamara covering in there, looking after the ball, lets him go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tillman could be a really effective 
under McBeal because he's going to be doing that. Similarly, I know um, Beal spoke about him, kind of compared him to Barak. I was thinking, like, Frank Lampard, that busting three and just a peen in the box. We've not had that for years. If that boy can give us that, and he the difference being in there, he wants to give us that. He's went to McBeal and said, look, I'm happy to play in the free, but I want license to get forward. Yeah, That opens up space for everybody else as well, mate. So yeah. it'll be really, be really interesting. Um, mm. It'll be interesting to see. For once, I'm excited. I'm sitting yeah. here, it's only Tuesday, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait until Thursday to, to yeah. see what, what we do. Um, as well, I'm on the, the preview on Thursday night, and I know in my head, the new, I know that the preview is going to be so different because we're going to be talking about how exciting the start the living looks rather than how negative the start the living looks. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy, I've spoken to the boss man. He had problems, I think, getting on the Spotify, but he believes it's all sorted now, so you'll get your podcasts on Spotify as well. Um, just going down... I'll have a look at some of the scores that folk have put in. Uh, Brian, can I just say, I've been banned for mentioning a certain subject, but... <laughs> but... No, no. But can all... Even my headphones are trying to get me shut up. Can all people who are members of the Rangers Rabble have a wee look at your YouTube notifications? Um, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, if you're interested, all the details are there. Um, also, there's a few people I've spoke to were members, Curry, uh, who have had to give their memberships up for other reasons, but are a big part of the podcast. Can they guys message the Rangers Rabble Twitter? The Rangers Rabble Twitter, and Martin will copy and paste the message on there for you, all right? Um, and hopefully, Hopefully, everybody who sees the message and is interested will get in contact. There we go. There we go. That's the most diplomatic way I've ever heard that going out, but there we go. Yeah, uh, Matt Gunner is 5 0. I like that. Uh, Brian Howe, 3 0. Tillman, first scorer. Uh, 2 0. Cholak from Caroline. Nicholas Moore, 3 0. Rangers, Kent, first goal. That'd be worth a few, Bob. Uh, William, uh, 4-0, Kent, double, Tillman, or sorry, Kent, double, Tillman, Cholak, one each. A lot of Tillman here, Ross. You've 3-1 Rangers, Tillman. A lot of... Yeah, Tillman's getting a lot of here. 4-1 Rangers, Tillman, and Dafty Porteous sent off. I would bring a cheer to the crowd, wouldn't it? That's not nice. He's not a dafty. He's a diddy. <laughs> Three one Tillman again. Uh, True blue eighteen seventy two four nil. What? It's now again, Craig. Before we just finish, all these scores are coming at us. It certainly wouldn't have been the case five six weeks ago, would it? No, <laughs> we'd have been sort of going two one or one nil, or some people would have been saying draw nil nil. Yes, just. A completely different atmosphere from one bloke coming in who looks like he should be the baddie in EastEnders a little bit half the time. Uh, old Mr. Beale. Um, 
but yeah, it's just a lot of, I'm similar to Ross. I've listened to interviews and I've listened to it and then I'll listen to it again, listen to it again. It's like, oh, I'm so buzzing for the bloke being there and yeah. just hope it, hope it continues for the long run. Cuddy, seeing back four started Glenn, Ryan, Lowry, Tillman, Kent, and Tony. 3 0 goals. So I like I'm liking all this positivity, folk. I'm really am. Uh, if you've liked the podcast today, give it a wee like on YouTube. Uh, we're on obviously Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you can go over and give us a, a follow on those platforms. Um so so folks, um Absolutely, Brian. I've you know I've just said exactly yeah, exactly that five six weeks ago. It was completely doom and gloom, Ross. But now we're forward. We're on the we're well all on the the Beal train, as it says, and we're going full steam ahead, aren't we? Mate, a hundred percent. I'm just looking at all the scores coming in. People saying Tillman first goal. It's like, yeah, I'm like Rangers rabble. Jesus, mate. I just speak and everyone <laughs> follows. It'll be a. Every night out, I go and I cheat night out, mate. I just asked for that. What I turn that into wine? Feed everybody five loaves, five loaves, two fish, or whatever that thing is in the in that big old book. <laughs> we bet builder Morelos first, Lowry last goal five nil. Now that's <laughs> that'll be worth it. That'll be worth a few bob, believe me. Getting the first and last goal scores correct, but thanks to everybody in the chat for getting involved asking questions uh, Ross, Craig, thank you for joining us tonight uh, it's obviously better being inside doing this than being outside just now, it's not very nice, it was minus 17 where I am yesterday at 4pm somewhere close to me so yeah, stay safe everybody it's going to be a cold few days but as long as you stay safe and you're well, that's the main thing uh, hope everybody enjoys the game on Thursday, of course, Ross said there's going to be a match preview. There'll be a half. I'm not sure if there'll be a half time. There might be a half time. There certainly will be a full time reaction. So catch us on Thursday for the preview and the full time reaction for Rangers v Hibs. Uh, and once again, folks, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch check, you very, very check, soon. Check your YouTube notifications. Thank you very Curry, much, people. Curry, yes. DM the Rabble Twitter. You'll get the message. And then you can act upon the message, all right? And bring your wallet. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.